This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Our next guest is going to be Sanjeev Gajiwala, who is the Vice President of Marketing for Mike's Hard Lemonade. This is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Marketing Matters airs live every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and it is replayed several times during the week. But right now, we're going to talk about Mike's Hard Lemonade with Sanjeev Gajiwala. Hello, Sanjeev. Hi, how are you guys? Doing very well. Thanks for asking, Sanjeev. So we're going to talk all about your product, but you, you, there is a new product you have that's called Harder. Is that right, or did I have that wrong? Actually, uh, we have several new products. Uh-huh. Um, we do have a brand called Mike's Harder, which is okay. actually about 10 years old. Okay. Oh, oh it's not new. ABV product, yeah. But our newest product is called White Claw Hard Seltzer. Oh, oh I have that in my refrigerator. <laughs> That's yours, really? That, Sanjeev, you, ha- you, have a, you, knew it, you have a new fan for life, my friend. <laughs> we have two cases of that in my house. I'm not wow. Kidding. I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. But yes. you know I'm on your side. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So how long have you been at this company? Uh, I've been with Mike's Hard Lemonade about six and a half years now. And what drew you to this company? What, why? You know, I, I uh, pre- prior stops in my career included uh, places like Pabst Blue Ribbon, and I've, I've oh. been in the beer industry now for about ten ten years. But what makes Mike's uniquely uh, special and exciting is that we are focused 100% on flavor mm-hmm. and bringing flavor to life. And in that way, uh, you know, we're right where the consumer is. You know, a lot of new legal drinking age consumers grew up on more than just Coke and Pepsi. You know, mm-hmm. they grew up on 10 flavors of Gatorade and mm-hmm. vitamin water and all of these things. And they're expecting more out of their uh, alcoholic beverages. And Mike's is a great company, one, from a product standpoint to, to meet those needs. And the other piece uh, is we're a nice small company with just an unbelievable culture. Oh, so wow. um, your target, are they young people or do all ages drink these products? You know, we find that, you know, flavor is something that all ages like. Um, Obviously, when you go into the alcohol beverage category, uh, about 50% of all alcohol tends to be consumed by people. By 21 year olds. 21 to 29. And uh, 25% is by people 30 to 39. Okay. So while Heavy users. People, people in their 40s and uh, 50s are definitely in our target, and brands like White Claw and brands like Mike certainly appeal to them mm-hmm. from a, a volume opportunity standpoint if, if okay. people in their 20s and 30s. And so, how long has Mike's been around? You said the harder has been around. 10 years. Mike's in general, how long has it been around? Yeah, it's hard to believe, but Mike's was introduced in 1999. Wow. Um, so it's been around, uh, next year will be our 20th year as a brand. And, uh, and you know, it's just been one of those things that, such a simple idea, right? Alcoholic lemonade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really captured. <laughs> so is there a story? Is there a mic or, you know, like, is there a brand narrative to this? Yeah, you know, um, there is a brand narrative, um, you know, between you, me, and all of your listeners, there is no mic. But, uh, <laughs> I was so afraid of that. <laughs> I know, but you know well, what's amazing is we—it is Mike's is the product of a uh, a single guy, mm-hmm. and he is the single owner of the company today. Um, why and, did he, uh, why did he name it Mike's then? Uh, well, you know his name. So he looked at uh, names of people. The the most popular name for guys that were born in the 70s, and it happened to be Mike. So um, really wanted to make sure that, you know, the product, because it was such an accessible product, hard lemonade, very simple, and wanted to make sure that it didn't feel like it was something that people 
weren't going to be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Like and Pierre's lemonade wouldn't have worked. Right, 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 <laughs> yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not going to work. Or Santique's lemonade. <laughs> yes, that yeah. That'll be tough. It's got to be Mike. Santique's chai would be more. more <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Wow, that's actually incredible. So, 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 so there. I mean, the, what else? What's the story? As, as kind of Barbara was saying, Sanjeev, the story behind the development of the brand and and how you know th- that it was decided that you know what, there's a big market need for alcoholic lemonade. Well, you know, I think we were just as I was saying before. I think as you look at you know the last ten or fifteen years of. Uh, new LDA consumers, um, you know, you really see people, there are a couple macro trends. LDA, I'm taking that's legal drinking age? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I apologize <laughs> for the, the, the industry jargon. But I'm but, glad uh, you're ethical. We're happy to hear that. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, no, so, you know, you see two macro trends that are occurring just across all beverage. Convenience, obviously more and more important to consumers, uh, especially in an Internet age. And then you look at flavor and variety, mm-hmm. you know. Consumers are exposed to more tastes and more flavors than they ever have been. Mm-hmm. So, What about health? What, is that? In, I mean, do you have like a less caloric version or anything like that, or is that? Yeah. So there, you know, in addition to the White Claw Hard Seltzer, which is obviously a, a low calorie, which better is for why you I option, have it in my refrigerator. Yes. <laughs> there, there is a Mike's Light Hard Lemonade, hmm. um, and uh, and that's available, and that's a hundred. That's lower in calories, uh, same ABV. But you know what we see, and and you know, as as marketers, I think you guys are aware that for every macro trend, there's always a counter trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the idea of indulgence, especially single-serve indulgence, isn't going away. Mm-hmm. Starbucks is selling a ton of cake pops. You know, I just had Especially one this Especially with afternoon. these 21 to 29-year-olds. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. And, mm-hmm. and so I think Mike's fits a unique need, and it's, and it's perfect for a summer day. And yeah. especially as the brands evolved over the last, you know, 10 to 15 years, I think what makes our campaign and our positioning so unique is that, you know, there's a core insight that sad people don't drink Mike's. Mm. You, know, you are never going to have a mic when you're, you know, I, I love it as a marketer because I get to be hyper-targeted, but like, you're not going to usually have a mic when you're on a Valentine's Day dinner. Huh. You're not going to have a mic. So there's a big job. seasonality. People really do drink more of it in the summer. There is a seasonality, warm weather, lemonade definitely cues summer, mm-hmm. right? If you're in the northern part of the U.S., for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, less seasonal, where it's warmer year-round. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, it's the idea of happiness mm. and the idea of optimism, because that's what lemonade as an American beverage yes. and lemonade as, you know, a signal of the summer and of brighter days coming, you know, ahead is what makes Drink on the Bright Side and Mike such an iconic and, and resonant brand for consumers. Now, so, sorry, just, 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 I apologize, but I'm so excited <laughs> about this. But just to ask you a question, so uh, were you guys, the, and to clarify for our listeners, were you guys the first alcoholic lemonade beverage? Did you create the we, category? We, we did create the flavored malt beverage category, and we were the first alcoholic lemonade when we launched in 99. Uh, there's a bunch of legal and uh, trademark violation uh, stories I'm sure you can dig up from the early 2000s, mm-hmm. but I won't get into all of that, Mishigas, but <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, yes. it was a ton of, it, we, were, we were the ones, and we are still today. Wow. Mike's Hard Lemonade is the number one flavored malt beverage uh, in the grocery and mass channels, and we are, as Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, the number one flavored malt beverage company. So, you know, we're, we started the category, and, you know, even 20 years later, 
in spite of competition from places like Anheuser-Busch mm. or Miller Coors, we're still number one in our segment. Wow. So you're, what I want to ask is you're the marketing guy, right? Um, yeah. Vice President of Marketing. I guess that's a better title than the marketing guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like just, the marketing guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's very consistent with the brand. It's just, you know, it's yeah. happiness. It's just let's not, you know, be all formal and stuff. Let's just relax. So I yeah, think exactly. I saw on the web that you did some uh, product placement with movies or something like that. Uh, what was that about? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, with, that was with our harder brand. We actually had a partnership this year with Deadpool 2, oh! which came out about a month ago. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that, Sanji. That's perfect, though, with that yeah, character. Yeah, it really, uh, it aligned about a, as close as a brand alignment can be with a with a with an entertainment property. That's how we felt about it. We actually partnered with Deadpool on the first movie mm. when nobody was talking about it a couple years ago mm-hmm. because we felt that strongly about the Well, who, who approached whom? Did you go after them and try to get it, or they came to you? How'd that work? How's that you work? You know, it was actually just a really great collaborative conversation. Um, you know, I we have some some friends that, that work over in that industry, and you have a regular chat and say, what are you working on? What am I working on? And this seems like a great fit. And, and that's how that came together, which is, I think, how all good partnerships tend to come together. So you know, when- in your expert opinion, being a marketer of a fun, sexy product, what do you think are the market? So that's an unusual marketing channel, the, the film channel, and it sounds like it was very effective. What do you see, like the role of social media or like more mainstream advertising? Because you have a real brand and you have a real story to tell. How are you seeing all those different channels play out and how you're building your brand? Yeah, I think each of them has a, has a really important role. Uh, and social media is really important to us because alcoholic beverage generally is a social experience. Mm-hmm. You know, people are out and about enjoying their life when mm-hmm. they're having a drink. And and for us to participate with them and be meaningfully connected on social media is really important. Um, we've seen success cultivating our fans and our loyalists and the regular consumers of mics through those channels. Um, but traditional media continues to have a role, you know, I think uh, – Things like television, things like out of home. Are you allowed uh, to advertise on TV? I forgot. We are. We are. Oh. We're, we're, we're classified as a beer product, so oh, we see. actually can advertise on TV. But, you know, I think traditional media, as I was saying, uh, has, a, has a really important role to play, specifically in the summer months when, you know, the marketplace is cluttered. Innovation is ever-present. And we're in a category today where there are, you know, I think... 6,000 or 7,000 breweries and mm. 25,000 different types of beer. Wow. Um, you know, so maintaining top of mind awareness, being prominently available and displayed and marketed uh, is important, especially as you get into key weekends like Memorial Day and Fourth of July and Labor Day where people are celebrating. So do you do events or, or play around with things like that? that yeah, yeah. We're, we're very heavily invested in events and sampling because for us, you know, we feel like we make the best quality, best tasting flavored malt beverage in Mike's Hard Lemonade. And we want people to try it because we know when they try it, they're going to buy it. And um, so we, we think events and sampling are critical to our strategy of engaging consumers. So we're at places like the Hangout um, Music Festival, which was, you know, a couple weekends ago on the Gulf Shores. We're doing smaller things in different cities all, all the time. We've got a, we have a full-time field marketing team sort of just all over the country working on that strategy alone. And so this is a malt product. So that's a, kind of like a beer, only it tastes like lemonade. So is it targeted towards men or women? It's really targeted uh, for both men and women. Hmm. You know, I think um, certainly there are segments of the population, whether it's, you know, men or women, that just don't really like how beer tastes. And I think if most people are honest with themselves, 
beers probably was an acquired taste for you as you started drinking (laughs) your 20s. Mm -hmm. So I think things like Mike's Hard Lemonade that give you convenient options to beer are important to all those consumers. Um, And so we really try hard to make sure that we're not specifically targeting one of the demographics over the other. You know, obviously with a brand called Mike's, Mm -hmm. it's going to come at you from a male point of view. Right. But but that's not to the exclusion of of women at all. Do you have data on the proportion of uh, male users versus female users? Yeah, yeah. It's actually really interesting. So um, if you look at Mike's as a franchise overall, it's actually 50-50, male-female. Okay. Um, Where you see the skews are with our Mike's Harder brand, which is a higher alcohol brand, Mm -hmm. that tends to be 70% male. Men, right. Mm -hmm. um, Because they want something that's in a larger... And that branding also sounds a little more masculine to me. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, higher alcohol, something like Harder. Yes. um, They want larger vessel sizes, they want higher ABV. Mm. But when you look at a brand like Mike's, which is 5% predominantly in glass bottles, Mm -hmm. that's where you see a slight female skew. We're about 60% female, 40% male. That's interesting you said glass bottles. So you don't do anything in cans? We do have a can business on Mike's as well. Um, You know, it's one of those things that is a little bit harder for us and we're challenged with uh, gaining some traction. But we have a variety pack of cans. It's called our Flavors of America. It's got four, four flavors all of the flavors are sourced from different parts of the country. So there's a peach lemonade with uh, peach juice from Georgia. There's a black cherry with Michigan black cherries. And then we've got. Fantastic. I know, right? <laughs> like that. And so, you know, I, I think the hard part for us is route to market and gaining distribution is always a challenge, um, especially in the beer category where there's so much competition. So, you know, it's very popular with consumers. We just wish we could get it on shelf more. Yeah. So we're talking to Sanjeet Gadjiwala, who's the vice president of marketing at Mike's Hard Lemonade. And he's talking about the very crowded beer market, although his is a malt product, but it tastes like lemonade. So Mm -hmm. it still competes with beer. And what I know about the beer industry, Sanjeet, is that it... uh, Really, there's a lot of very, 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 very big players like InBev or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you compete with them? Uh, you know, we try to be a speedboat in a world <laughs> of ocean freighters. Yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting analogy. And, and I think, you know, the things that make us successful, because, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Anheuser-Busch, InBev, Miller Coors, and Constellation Brands, which owns Corona and Modelo, you know, they effectively are 75% of the beer. Huge, right? Huge. Mm-hmm. They're huge. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we have to compete with them every day. And in many cases, we use the same distributors and we're through the same retailers. So, um, you That's know, what I was thinking be... when you were saying distribution, because it's pretty hard to compete with that clout and power at the different chains. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's, there's clout and power at the chain level. And then you also have a distributor network where, you know, all of Corona brands and all of Miller brands and all of our brands go through the same uh, distributor at a local level before it even gets to retail because there's a three-tier mm-hmm. system in alcohol beverage. And, um, you know, I think what we try to say is, one, we're going to be fast and nimble, mm-hmm. um, a speedboat amongst ocean freighters, as I said. Uh, the other piece is we're going to focus on what we do best, which is flavor. And we're not going to be distracted by chasing whatever trend looks like growth. We're going to say, mm-hmm. how can we make great flavors and do them in the right way? And the third piece is we really try to bring insights as business partners, you know, and that applies to our marketing strategies, our distribution strategies, our, you know, B2B strategies. Um, and we want to try to be relevant to our consumers, our retailers and distributors by using 
insight and data. So you have two channels here, the like what's it called, the the, the store channel, and then also the restaurant channel. I forget the name of those two different. Yeah, channels. there's off premise and right, on premise. Right, off premise and and so do you yeah. have different strategies for both of those? Or yeah, you know, I mean, the reality is, uh, Mike's is pretty small on premise because what it is at its core is a replacement for a vodka lemonade that a bartender would make. Mm-hmm. Mm. And no matter what you really do, uh, the margin structure for a bartender-made vodka lemonade is much better than them serving a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so you're mostly off-premise then. Yeah, we're about 95%. Oh, wow, that's pretty high. Yeah, that's mostly. <laughs> yeah. I think that yeah. counts as mostly. <laughs> so Very then cool. you are probably use a lot more pull strategy because if it was doing it on-premise, you'd like push it out more, I guess. And this way, one of the ways you could compete, I think, with the big players is if you have a lot of brand loyalty, desire for flavors, as you were saying, and that consumers are demanding it. Exactly, and that's really our focus, right, as to how do we cultivate that demand, either through our existing loyal consumers and getting them engaged with our new flavors or getting them to purchase more frequently uh, across occasions. You know, Mike's is pretty well entrenched in what we would call the celebration occasion. Fourth of July, graduation mm-hmm. parties, Father's Day, Excellent. Mike's is going to be there. Very, very um, cool. And so the goal for us is then to say, how can we get into just those casual hangouts and make Mike's a part of that story? And so we spend a lot of time thinking about our loyal consumers and how to make mics more relevant for them there through great creative and the right pack formats. Um, and then the other piece is, you know, we feel like we have to continuously recruit new consumers, and that's where our sampling strategy comes into place. Yeah, nice. I think that's a great strategy. I, and, and, you got a good taste. That's right. And speaking of sampling and also speaking of uh, celebrating on-premise, we actually have in our hot little hands, Sanjeev, <laughs> two Mike's Hard Lemonades that our kind producer, Michelle Stucker, was so generous to go out and get for us. So we'd actually like to toast you on the air <laughs> yeah. and for just Thank a second. You. Maybe we can hear this. <laughs> nice twist-off bottle. Yeah. Cheers, Barbara. Cheers. Nice. Let's down a few uh, swigs. <laughs> All right. I love it. Mm. Ah, hits the spot. <laughs> Sanji, really thank good. you, my friend. It's very no good. You, you are fantastic, <laughs> sir. Your focus on flavor it. is working. <laughs> it really tastes and, very and, good. And apparently, I've got a loyalist in White Claw. We got to get both of you. <laughs> Yes. Talk a little bit about White Claw and stuff. I mean, I seriously just discovered it like a couple of weeks ago. Is it that new or am I that just that out of it? Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we've been rolling it out pretty slowly over the last 18 months. This is really its first real national year. So you're probably seeing it more often. Um, you know, I think it it would take a real blind man not to notice the explosion of sparkling water in the non space mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. the last 10 years. And mm-hmm. there's generally a trend to where consumers are looking for healthier options, you know, and that extends to alcohol beverage because, uh, you know, people are counting calories and they care about product formulation. So, so now, is that a malt product? I don't... It, it actually is uh, marketed and classified as a beer. Um, mm. Our formulation makes it 100% gluten-free. That's what I was so, going to ask you, because I know people who have that dietary constraint. That's how it came in my house originally. Yeah, actually, both my... Well, so White Claw is uh, naturally gluten-free because we don't use any gluten-contrained gluten-containing grains Mm. in our fermentation process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We use things like millet and sorghum. Um, And Mike's actually, through the process of making Mike's Hard Lemonade, is actually crafted to remove gluten. So a Mike's is actually less than, it's unmeasurable the amount of gluten. So it's less than five parts per billion or something like that uh, within its formulation as well. So they're both great for people who have gluten sensitivities. Right, which is a big big part, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you know, and I think, you know, gluten 
gluten-free or gluten sensitivity affects something like 17% of all household buying decisions. So having that as a, as a validator, I think, is pretty important. Um, but yeah, so I think with Mike's, or with White Claw in particular, we wanted to have something that met the needs of what these consumers are looking for. So it's 100 calories per 12-ounce serving. It's you know all natural. It has real juice in it. It's gluten-free. Um, Pretty packaging. Know, carbonated. <laughs> <laughs> and you have like a couple cases in your refrigerator, right, Barbara? Yeah, I do. Wow. Exactly. That's exactly. awesome. So, and it tastes great. So what are the specific uh, summer plans? Are there, is there anything new we should be looking for? Well, we've got uh, year two of our this. Drink on the Bright Side campaign for Mike's, which uh, we're very, very excited about. We've done uh, sort of these happy pop-up experiences mm. in New York and L.A. over the oh, last Oh, that sounds so. cool. Like a pop-up store? There's something yeah, like that? Yeah, a pop-up store. Where consu- we basically said, here are all the things in the world that we scientifically know can make you happy. Hmm. And we put them all into one room. So, oh, God, that uh, sounds You great. can, you know, sit in a Volkswagen Beetle while stroking a puppy. So, uh, really <laughs> Instagrammable, is it? Wow. Very, very Instagrammable. That's fantastic. The word there, Snapchatable or Snappable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so oh, those, that, that sounds like real fun. We have a great new uh, summer seasonal, uh, Mike's Hard Watermelon, that's out in market oh. as well. So uh, a lot of great news and activity going on on Mike's. Harder, obviously, we have the Deadpool program. Mm-hmm. So been pretty, pretty busy the last month or so just getting that activated. And obviously White Claw is, uh, we got to keep making more so we can keep your fridge stocked. <laughs> uh, have you ever thought about like other holidays, like making a Christmas fun product or anything like that? Yeah. So we do have a winter seasonal and we've done some holiday programming around mics. Um, you know, one of the things that we did with White Claw this year, which we'll do again next year, is that we actually find that people don't really want to stop drinking in January. They just <laughs> want something a little better for them. So um, we had a great partnership with MyFitnessPal this past January. Oh, wow. Long. That's an unusual one. Interesting. What yeah, was that you know, partnership? I, well, it turned out that the number one thing logged after a workout on MyFitnessPal is an alcoholic beverage. Interesting. So, wow. Uh, People, you know, while they say they want to be fit, they still do enjoy a drink every yes. now and then. And uh, and so it was a great partnership, and I think we're going to continue to do things in, in the early part of the year to try to get people engaged with the brand and introduce it to new consumers. And, and the holidays remain, as you said, a huge opportunity for us. Well, that sounds really exciting. I'm looking forward to all those Absolutely. kinds of things. Thank you, Sanjeev no Gajwala, <laughs> for coming on the show tonight and to t- sharing all this cool information about Mike's Hard Lemonade. And I hope you'll come back on the show again sometime. Anytime. Maybe next time in person so we can both. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, good yeah. idea. <laughs> that, that's, that's a done deal, my friend. <laughs> all right. I love it. Excellent. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 